This is the Self-Development Podcast, episode number 4040. Hello, and welcome to the podcast all about personal growth, pursuing goals, and becoming a better version of yourself. I'm your host, Leonas Kakidando, and the title of this episode is making content for an audience of one. Social media can feel like an intimidating place, especially if you're a content creator. A lot of people worry about reception, specifically how others will receive their content, how many likes it will get, how many dislikes it will get, and of course, the negative comments. I'm pretty sure that this is one of the major reasons why people kill their hopes of becoming online content creators. The fear of getting negative feedback, or worse, no feedback. Then there is also this fear of not being liked, or feeling like a fraud as you publish articles about different subjects in your industry. Maybe you're a person that has been into, like, you know, 4x4 vehicles ever since you're in high school. You'd spend hours talking to, you know, people that were like you about new cars, share your opinions of why certain cars are better than others. But the idea of starting a podcast or starting a blog about that very passion of yours scares you because you don't think you are qualified enough to share such thoughts with the rest of the world. This doesn't just apply to people with hobbies. Even those among us that have been accountants for 10 plus years cooks for 10 plus years, bakers for 10 plus years, retail store owners for 10 plus years, digital artists for 10 plus years, music artists for 10 plus years. Even those people tend to stay away from the idea of creating a website, blog, YouTube channel, Twitch channel, SoundCloud profile, or what have you, because despite their experiences, they often feel like they're not qualified to take up a bigger stage, or to share what they know with a larger audience. I used to fear publishing content. When I first launched Kidando.net, I had planned to use it as merely just a web journal. And on it, I would specifically publish things related to graphics and design, digital art and photography, or more like photo manipulation. I would post stuff I worked on. And when I made online friends on platforms like DeviantArt, I would ask them if they wanted me to interview them, you know, to talk about their styles and their artwork. But again, it was just a web journal about graphics. It's a collection of experiences over time about the digital art space that I was in. Then I got a job and I found that I didn't have as much time to explore the world of digital art as I had liked. In fact, work and my obsession to find financially, you know, uh, to become financially success early on in life kind of forced me to really set it aside for a while. Then a sort of pre-midlife crisis hit me, if I can call it that. The short version is that what I initially thought would be the best path to early success in life turned out to be a hoax. It felt like I was in a hole. And the more effort I was putting in trying to, you know, break out and trying to succeed in life, those efforts just made the hole deeper. I felt like I was 
in a very doomed like situation that my fate was sealed and i also felt like this was the type of life that was destined for me right it was destined like this is the kind of life that is destined for certain people on this planet and as much as we want to dream about you know being these different types of people as long as we're thinking about making money you know i felt like this was the only thing i could do to survive so it kind of left me in a really really depressed situation and a situation where i felt helpless hopeless that there was nothing i could do about it but thankfully eventually <laughs> through you know a lot of soul searching uh, and thanks to a lot of the content that i started to read on i made a 180 degree shift and and instead of thinking that my world would get worse i found a way to ensure that i could work towards making it better and with that i thought about you know my blog my website my domain i'd been paying for it ever since i first purchased it so maybe that was my thinking i could use this to journal this new path that i was on this path to figure things out to overcome challenges and reaching my most desired goals instead of talking about digital art maybe i could talk instead about how i was navigating life and i wouldn't do it in a way that was just giving you insight into my day to day like for example how snapchat users youtube vloggers and twitch streamers would do instead i would sort of cover general topics that i came across in life say developing discipline or trying to learn new things and i would condense it down into an article sprinkle in some personal experiences if necessary quote books on the subject that way i thought to myself would be the best way i would be able to deliver my content many years later now i'm even podcasting but before i wrote down and published my first comeback article that was basically me introducing my new blog i had to think about my audience and who i was going to be doing this for now you may not know this about me and clearly it's <laughs> it's probably evident in how i conduct myself online but i'm a devoted student of marketing my first real job i was a marketing assistant for a software company and i was fortunate enough to get exposed to the world of you know emerging internet technology and marketing through this lens especially during uh, during a time where it seemed to almost be like there was an aggressive shift to online or digital marketing i did company facilitated training i got to work on actual marketing campaigns online and off i was especially keeping track of what was happening online a new social media platform launched i would probably not be the first to be there but uh, to be on there but If it was interesting enough, I would definitely sign up. I'm on so many social media platforms right now. It's it's crazy. I don't I don't even use most of them. Anyway, in marketing, one of the key tasks you have um to complete before rolling out a campaign is figuring out your target market or audience. Now, this can be somewhat technical, especially in a business setting where the business is focused on converting customers. or consumers of marketing content into buyers of products and services but for a personal blog like mine 
I wasn't worried about that. In fact, I didn't think about what I wanted from my audience. It was the other way around. I thought of what I could give them. I felt at the time, even today, that I was going through life experiences that you aren't typically taught in school or taught by parents. And that if, yeah, there was someone who was probably writing about this or blogging about this at the time, uh, that person was probably from another continent and couldn't fully relate to my experiences. I also felt like I was growing up with the fast-changing internet, which seemed to affect every aspect of our daily lives. New career opportunities were emerging, new forms of schooling and education were emerging, new ways of doing business were emerging, new ways to communicate with other people, and so on. At the same time, as many of these new things were emerging, some of the traditional methods of trying to get ahead in life weren't working. They weren't working for me, they weren't working for many others. Certain jobs and career paths seemed to be threatened by the rapid change being brought about by the internet. Things felt exciting yet chaotic at the same time. And I was throwing myself all over the place. I was hustling as best as I could with my traditional 9 to 5. Then found out that it wasn't working for me, so I got out and then threw myself into the world of running a business, something that I continue to work on and learn from to this day. Getting myself into all sorts of messes with people relationships, not talking just about intimate relationships, but also how my choices were affecting the relationships I had formed over the years with relatives, how those choices ultimately made me seek relationships I never thought I would want or need less than a decade ago. My transformation, my struggles, my aspirations, and more importantly, my learnings, or rather my experiences, a lot of that took blood, sweat, and tears to acquire. Valuable insight, priceless knowledge, and it may not seem like so, you know, (laughs) to the average person, but for a person who is trying to go down a similar path, I have learned And most people learn a lot of things that they wish they knew a decade before, you know. They wish they knew before going uh, down their path. And so who would I want to pass that on to, right, through this blog? After spending a decent amount of time on this question, I eventually settled on making content for a younger, more naive version of myself. The stupid and always clowning around kid that had no idea just what exactly was waiting for him after college. That is the guy that I wanted to be the audience of my content. The younger me was definitely hungry to succeed, but was nowhere near prepared for what I ultimately had to go through and continue to go through. And I'm not just talking about the bad experiences, but the great ones as well. I knew this person well, and I knew how to speak to him. I knew what would make him listen. I knew that he wasn't someone that would blindly listen to everyone older than them and more experienced than them just because, right? And that he liked to be challenged. He didn't like to be spoon-fed either. But he always appreciated being pointed in the right direction. Maybe not the right direction, but one that was a bit more informed, right? So that he would do less guesswork, less assumptions. Someone I knew had the mindset of a learner. Now, 
You're probably listening to that and thinking that I'm going all narcissistic Kanye on myself. But in marketing, this is simply what we describe as creating a persona, an embodiment or a description of the person you want to target. I have fleshed out the ideal reader, listener, viewer of my content. You typically don't want to envision massive groups of random people when thinking about the content you want to create. Of course, they are, there are special cases depending on what exactly you're doing. But typically, when building niche blogs, right, like mine, you niche down your audience as well. You think of the ideal person. You don't think of everyone. And though it seems like I'm describing one person, the reality is, or the truth is that at the time, there was no doubt in my mind that there were a lot of other people that were just like me, the old version of me. Uh, years later, and based on you know the type of feedback and interactions I've been fortunate to have as a result of my blog and podcast, I engage with people that I feel are like me. And they would say something similar about how they felt about me, right? If we're related, we shall meet. Ultimately, that was what I used and continue to use to build audiences on the online platforms I explore. It can feel intimidating, or you might feel the pressure to create content that keeps up with trends. Right now, TikTok is quite notorious when it comes to this. The platform itself is built on promoting viral content, right, for the most part. But you don't have to do things that you are not comfortable doing. You don't have to appeal to the mass audience. You don't have to focus on virality. Even if you're trying to make money from your content, viral isn't the only business strategy you have. Niche can make serious cash as well. If you look at platforms like Patreon, uh, which a lot of digital artists use, some aren't cracking their heads daily trying to create content that they hope will go viral or will get millions of views and likes. Some have invited their fans, right, the fans of their work, into monthly subscription setups where they can provide exclusive access. And with this access, um, they get to be taught by their favorite artists, technical skills. They get to be mentored by their favorite artists. They get access to only content that, you know, the artists say this is just for people who uh, subscribe. Business, even online business, isn't just about what you do. It's also about how you do it, right? Your strategy, your approach. Anyway, that's a topic for another day. The main takeaway from this episode is that you should focus on creating a persona, the ideal audience member that you feel is right for your content. <laughs> a bonus tip for you that comes as a result of doing this is that if you have a well-defined persona like mine, and uh, depending on the type of you know persona you, you sort of create, mine is very understanding, right? <laughs> the younger version of myself, who's my audience mem member, knows that I don't always show up to the podcast. So I don't feel the pressure to always be out there churning content for the sake. In fact, one of the things that I did in my redesign is to make it a content hub because a lot of the content that I've put on there is not like one-time consumable. I, I don't want it to be like news. You know, when 
once you're updated on the news, it's, it's yesterday, it's no longer important. Uh, my goal has always been to create what is called evergreen content, content that I myself, by the way, uh, revisit to go through, not just to see if there's, you know, um, uh, just to go through the content for the sake of content and say, ah, this is interesting, but maybe I've learned something new and maybe there's something to, to update or to add to that. And so I'll go back to a lot of these pages and just add notes for myself because um, that's the kind of content that I, I've always wanted to create. This, this is a place for me to also remind myself after I've had my best thinking to just go back and revisit a lot of these ideas. And like, so my persona as well is, is someone that I'm inviting into that experience. He knows that when I'm ready, then I'll be ready to publish a podcast episode. And he knows that when I do, right, whether it's a pub podcast episode or a blog post, that I'll give it my very best effort every single time. Trust me, this, this persona building thing can be a liberating experience. It can remove a lot of unnecessary and self-induced pressure. One last tip, by focusing on just one person, it will help you create better content delivery, or I guess that's what it's called. Have you ever noticed that my content assumes that only one person is reading or listening to my content at a time? Like when I say you, I'm literally talking to one person, as in you, right? It's a one-on-one. -on -one. Most people don't read blogs in groups like in a classroom setting. Most people don't listen to podcasts in a group setting. And if you have read a good number of nonfiction books, the author usually doesn't say, hey, what's up, guys? Or guys and girls, this is what I want all of you to do. No, they're addressing just one person. The purchase of the book, right? The one who downloaded the podcast, the one who clicked on the continue reading link on the blog post. And so throughout our exchange, I've been talking to just you. It would be a different situation if this was like a Twitch stream or a YouTube stream where you have a lot of people talking at once, just quite chaotic sometimes, but you know. Anyway, that's where I'll end today. Hope you found that helpful. Um, I'm not gonna give an outro, I don't really feel like it. But if you found this episode helpful, you would be doing me a massive favor by sharing this episode or the entire podcast with those that you think would like it or benefit from it. Thank you for spending this time with me. Remember to always make progress and have excuses later. Later.